0: Hello everyone, I'm Kevin Davis, executive vice president of product at Game Plan, and this is Power The Journey. We are powered by Game Plan with partners such as the NFL, NBA, Pac-12, and over 300 athletic organizations. Game Plan is the only all-in-one platform for total athlete development on and off the field. Game Plan is also the single largest community of student athletes seeking employment opportunities in the world. So whether you're an organization looking to create comprehensive e-learning education or employer looking for your next star, employee, ask yourself, did I get a game plan, and do I have a game plan? Um, All right, so for more information about game plan, visit gameplan at wearegameplan.com. That's wearegameplan.com. All right, today our guest is Brent Rogers. Uh, Brent Rogers is Senior Vice President of Field Operations for StaffMark. As Senior Vice President of Field Operations, Brent leads StaffMark U.S. Operations for RGF Staffing one of the largest HR companies in the world with sister companies that include Indeed, Indeed Flex and Glassdoor. Brent joined StaffMark in 2000 as director of strategic sales in the Southeast region. In 2006, as vice president, he turned his focus to drive innovative entrepreneurial change through a service offering with StaffMark specialty divisions, cost per unit engineering solutions, StaffMark drivers and employee management services. More recently in 2019, Brent assumed responsibility for US commercial operations supporting over 250 locations. Throughout his career, Brent has been instrumental in the development of key customer partnerships by identifying supply chain management, operating cost improvement, and labor management strategies based on lean manufacturing principles. And also something we'll get into a little bit later, Brent is a former student athlete at the collegiate level uh, and played baseball. So he'll share a little more about his journey from being a baseball student athlete to all the great things I just described. Brent, welcome today. And thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Us. Thank you. Thank you for your great intro. Good to see you. No Kevin. problem. No problem. So uh, let's kick off by just talking a little bit about StaffMark. Uh, talk about sure. your industry, uh, your company, and the role and position that StaffMark has in the staffing industry.
1: Sure. Yeah, as you stated, StaffMark is one of the largest human resource companies uh, not only in the United States, but we're uh, a global partner with RGF staffing. So we uh, our sisters companies with indeed and DFlex and Glassdoor, and our goal is to be the number one human resource organization uh, in the in the world. And what that means is we want to uh, find work for, for you know find meaningful work for people. So our job is to align people with jobs to help them find meaningful work. Here in the United States, uh, I'm responsible for our commercial operations in the staffing world, and uh, and again, that means you know we work with a, a lot of top one hundred companies. They have contingent staffing needs uh, all over the gamut in terms of job responsibility, IT professional, warehouse, logistics, and my job is to help coordinate that effort and match good people with the right jobs. Excellent. Uh, A couple of things you said I want to dive into a little bit more, just to
0: make sure the audience understands uh, exactly what uh, StaffMark does. Uh, You talked about contingent staffing needs. Uh, Describe what is a contingent staffing need.
1: You know, I had that same question. Uh, When I started looking for a job right out of college, I put a a lot of resumes out there and I kept getting calls back from staffing companies. I'm like, what is that? You know, I didn't know what it was. Um, And as an athlete, we've all been recruited and you understand what recruiting means. Uh, In our world, our job is to recruit good talent. Our customers have needs, so we want to recruit good talent and match the top-level recruits uh, with a job that best fits their skill set and their opportunity. So, uh, and, you know, to make that parallel with sports, as you stated earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, we're a recruiting firm that recruits good talent for our customers. Excellent. So taking that next step uh, along
0: those same lines, scouting is important in athletics right so how does staff mart scout or look out for good recruits for his clients
1: yeah you know there are a number of job boards and platforms out there for recruits and talent to make themselves known and you know we've all done resumes and um you know job profiles so we look at job profiles and there are a number of platforms and search engines uh, like Indeed or Indeed Flex and Glassdoor where you would post your profile. And we have search engines and talent recruiters that you know look at those job boards and try to find the best available talent to again match them with our customers. So that's really how you make yourself seen. You know, how do I stand out as a as a primary recruit, you know, how do I stand out as a good employee? And what does my profile say about me and my work history? Uh, and so we you know, utilize that data and, and go find them and, and present that information to our customers to uh, make a hiring decision, you know, uh, with their respective job opening. Excellent. Um,
0: Staff mark um, in terms of size, in terms of revenue, uh, and number of employees uh, with yeah. how much revenue and sales the staff Park have and how many employees?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, well, we we look at this a couple of different ways. We have mm-hmm. internal employees domestically in the United States. We have about 1,700 core employees that work in the organization that support our field operations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pay, which is talent paid is one of our metrics. We pay about 35,000 people a week. I mean, think about that. 35,000 people a week. Wow. Our contract or our organization Mm-hmm. And that generates about 1.7 billion dollars in revenue uh, on an annual basis. Excellent. So you know it's a, a pretty good size outfit. We're one of the top three in the United States. Okay. Um,
0: and you mentioned that Staff Mart is part of a larger organization. Um, is that organization is Staff Mart operate only in the United States, or and also does your parent company operate
1: globally? Yeah, it's a global organization. So recruit recruit is based out of Japan. And we have our industry, uh, the vertical that I work in, we have a, a, a base in the Netherlands as well, but we operate in nine other countries. So we are a global firm and um, you know, we have been for a long time and it's a, one of the top global firms, again, in the world uh, in, in terms of industry rating for what we do. Excellent, great. So let's dig a little
0: bit more into the staffing industry so we can help our audience understand what sure. exactly uh, StaffMark does and what your competitors do. Uh, so, as you said, you recruit talent for your clients. Uh, and just talk in more detail about when you say large companies or Fortune 500 companies that you work with. Uh, what are some examples of types of companies that you work with and how does StaffMark get uh, paid by those clients? Uh, sure.
1: Yeah. So again, some of our in you know, some big logos that we have partnerships with that you will all recognize: the Home Depots, Crayolas, L'Oreal, um, Coleman's of the world, Teslas. You know, they have varying labor needs. So as their demand and product or order demand goes up, they need to process that the units or the goods through their distribution network or manufacturing network or even office environment. And when they do that, they're going to need to find labor. So it's uh, right now. It's heading into the holiday season, and as you know, we all start to, you know, we go shopping, right? We 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 go buy goods, we buy gifts, and in order to do that, organizations have to flex their workforces up. They have to add talent to help support that demand. You know, our job is to help them meet that demand, and we fill that void. Um, we help find contract labor to, you know address those really immediate long-term spikes. And typically what happens is the company finds that we provide good talent and they hire those folks long-term, you know, post-holiday season. So, again, our job is to, again, help those companies bridge that gap between uh, customer demand and their supply chain needs uh, in many aspects of the business. And it also goes to, like, IT and professional. That You know, this has a little bit more of a unique flair to it. Um, you know, when there are unique specific projects for IT, um, IT needs, we have verticals there that folks can help with IT and professional engineering, um, automotive, really all aspects of uh, domestic operation. Excellent.
0: So what would you say is some of the busiest times in your year, given what you just described? So I was assume yeah. that last month was hectic, uh, getting prepared for the holiday season.
1: Yeah, actually, right now is, is right. really, really hectic for, for all of us. Um, but, mm-hmm. it, you know, we have spring and fall seasonal, you know, demand. Mm-hmm. And again, think of the consumer buying behaviors heading into holiday season. We typically, you know, we buy a lot of products, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then right. in the spring, you have that changeover from, um, you know, indoor fall type apparel mm-hmm. or, or products mm-hmm. to spring mm-hmm. outdoor shift you know, tight materials and there'll be another, you know, you got to launch those products. And so that also requires a lot of demand and labor and uh, that's where we come in. Gotcha. So
0: what would you say are some advantages of working in the staffing industry?
1: Advantages of the industry. Well, what I feel like, I feel like we have, you know, we have our, our finger on the pulse, beat, the pulse of America and uh, the economy. You know, we see a lot of indicators in our line of business before they actually hit the national news. Like, I know when labor is getting tight. I know when product demand is 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 squeezed. Um, you know, thinking about what we went through with COVID when there was a lot of supply chain issues and you hear a lot about not being able to receive imports and product goods into American. I think we all saw that when shelves you know, were, were empty for a while and we couldn't find material the the interesting aspect for me we we could see that coming like we live that's our life we saw it before it actually got to you know the storefronts so an advantage I, that i feel is that we have a really firm understanding of really what's going on in our domestic economy and uh, we have the opportunity to to help lead our country through those tough times so it's 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 uh, it's, it's fascinating to me personally uh, to have that type of insight and exposure to, you know, our domestic operations.
0: Um, what type of environment, when you have that type of connection to the pulse of our economy and where mm-hmm. we're going as a, comp- uh, as a country, um, what type of environment do, would you say the industry uh, exudes or creates, and what what would someone thinking about starting a career in staffing what would they expect in working as staff, Mark, or any of your competitors?
1: Well, I think athletes will get this, but fast paced. I mean, there is, it is a high velocity industry uh, from all aspects of the business. And I I think, you know, what can you expect? I think you can expect to be challenged. You can expect to be uh, engaged, um, to have very clear performance expectations And you can also expect to be able to make major contributions to a winning effort uh, with your personal and individual contributions. So, uh, I mean, I think those are the things that you can expect. I mean, it is a fast paced, uh, it falls in that category of never a dull moment, you know, uh, kind of situation. I mean, we're, look, we're dealing with people and things change, you know, on a dynamic basis all the time. So there's, you know you can predict certain aspects of our business but at the end of the day we're working with people we're working with uh, folks who have lives and responsibilities and and things change uh, not only with our our internal teams but also with the contract labor that we supply to our partners you know we have to navigate through some of those challenges on a day-to-day basis but we also get to see you know the the upside we get to see how we impact someone's life uh, with giving them a job and finding a job that they have passion for. So uh, that's what you can expect. I mean, it's the full gamut of uh, competitive environment along with rewarding uh, rich experiences uh, that you get to observe from people finding meaningful work.
0: Thank you for that great description and a great depiction of what someone could expect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, who are some of your primary competitors, and what makes StaffMark unique versus those com- 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 competitors?
1: Yeah, that, yeah. So some of the, the logos that you may recognize are uh, Manpower, Kelly, Deco, Ronstadt. I think those are some of the the national players that 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 play in our space. And I, there's there's one one unique item that I think makes us different. Um, I've been here over 22 years, uh, and I didn't plan on being here 22 years when I started, right? It's one day at a time, one week at a time. That's right. And uh, my my passion evolved into a career, uh, which I'm thankful for. Uh, But the leaders that I work with on my senior management team, uh, our regional vice president's team, we have one of the most tenured groups in our industry. I think the average tenure of our leadership team in this space it is around 15 years, uh, which mm. is, you know, a little, mm. is unheard of. Um, mm. Mm. I have a colleague on the West Coast, John Coburg. We've been here working together 18 years. Stacy Lane, our CEO, she's been here 22 years. And, mm. and it goes down to our regional vice president's team, all of them just very tenured staff. Mm. And I think that's what makes us unique is because we have clear communication internally with one another. Uh, we know how to operate together collectively as a team. And, um, you know, we, we know how to get down to business, right? I mean, we, there's, there's no distraction. We have the ability to minimize our distractions and focus on the task at hand. And, uh, and we have fun. Well, let's not forget that. I mean, it's, I mean I don't want to work in a place that's not fun or that I right. enjoy the people I work with.
0: Right. That's right. And, and I do
1: uh, tremendously. So I think that's what separates us from our competition is the continuity and the you know, the team environment that we have and the family environment that we have mm-hmm. at our leadership level.
0: Excellent. Uh, that's a great description. When I think about, as you're describing your leadership and what makes Staff Mark unique, uh, when you think about in sports where you have the ability to have a team together for a while yeah. and how they know they can anticipate each other's moves. And as you said, you have great better communication because you have that familiarity. Uh, certain things doesn't take as long because you've uh, have that you've had those reps together that's right Um, right so uh, definitely understand that that's truly an advantage Uh, but let's dive into a little bit more if we could for a minute why is it that staff mark has an environment where you have leaders that want to stay and want to stay on so long what is that secret sauce you would say
1: what is that? That's, you know, that that's it. That's a million dollar question, right? I <laughs> I, I I don't think it's really one thing um, okay. that you that you boil it down to. I think it's a it's a it's all everything that I just described a moment ago. I mean, it, it's um, you know, we're family. You know, the 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 colleagues that I work with, we'll be on, you know, now that in a world of COVID, we're on Teams calls a lot and you know, mm-hmm. my I have children, they pop into these calls. My the people I work with have seen my kids grow up. They're 10 and 12 years old now and they've seen them right. before I had children. Right. Uh, I, I've, right. I've lived through weddings and, and other celebrations of my colleagues and coworkers. And I, I just really feel like we have this family environment mm-hmm. that it's family first, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's work matters, but your family is number one. And I, I, I think the folks that work for me believe You know, I I believe that for them. They know that I want that for them, that we've got to put our family first. And when you do that um, and you get that type of support from your employer, um, that it allows us to really evolve and develop as an organization. And that's why we have so much tenure with this group, because we have an understanding of what real life is. Um, But when it's time to work, you know, we know how to get it done. Like we work hard. And uh, we know how to accomplish goals. But it is that family-first environment, I think, that, that really allows us to do what we do. Excellent. Uh, great segue into talking a little more
0: about Mark's values. So you talk about family. Uh, yep. that's definitely comes out very clearly. Uh, if you want to be a part of an organization where you're part of an extended family, Mark is a place to go. Um, what are some other values that make that uh, mark a family-oriented environment?
1: Yeah, you know, our 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 vision is to change the world, one person, one job, one community at a time. I mean, that's our vision. And if you think about our work, you know, I mean, it is we're we're literally finding people jobs. And, mm-hmm. you know, those are some of the key elements of, you know, imagine just really like helping someone find work is, you know, it doesn't get any better than that. And, right. you know, some of the other the core values that we have. I mean, it, it is. It's. Just, we just want to be a be a good person. You know, have gratitude. You know, be, be a part of your community. You know, engage. Be professional. You know, have character. Right. In, in athletics, we talked about. You know, character is what you do when when nobody's looking. Right. And uh, and how do you deal with that? And uh, so we want high character people. We want moral values and vision. Um, and we just we try to be good people. Right. And I, I think if you are inhuman, and, and as I said, there's a, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not perfect. Um, I don't know. You can ask my wife, she'll tell you, I'm not perfect. I've <laughs> uh, been, <laughs> been together with my wife for 22 years as well. So I've got a, okay. Leave, okay. It was really great. Story around that, but, um, uh, with the organization, but, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we want good core values from our team. And, um, I don't know that I think that just allows us to thrive. Yeah.
0: Um, How does your position enable the company to realize its vision
1: uh, and its mission? Yeah, you know, my job is to um, help develop strategy and vision and then communicate that vision uh, out to our field leaders and help them achieve those goals. Uh, So, again, my, you know, I'm solely responsible for the effectiveness of the groups that report into me. I mean, I'm, you know, the buck stops with me. And I take ownership of that. That's a that's a big burden to carry uh, for many of us in that position, but it's also just so rewarding and rich when we achieve the things we do. So my goal is to remove barriers, communicate clearly, uh, help develop strategic plans, and help our teams solve problems, right? It's, you know, going back to athletics, you, know, you develop a game plan, right? Right. So right there. Good plug. Right. You develop a that's game right. plan, right. and you and you work through that game plan, and you, you align all the assets that you need to execute the game plan, and uh, try to achieve victory. So my job is to look at that every day. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's shift a little bit and talking about if I'm someone interested in working at, in your industry and specifically a staff mark. What are sure. some of the skills that's required to be successful?
1: You know, there's not a in our world. There's not a degree that you can get. I mean, it's, it's so broad. Like, you know, I'm, you know, you can have a business degree. We've got engineering. We've got, you know, folks that just have marketing degrees or just, you know, it's all over the board. So there's not like a path that you go to get there. But a one way to get in the organization is just to show hustle and 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 drive. You know, I, you know, when we interview people, when I talk to folks on the team, you know, when someone has a drive. Right, mm-hmm. you, you can tell when someone mm-hmm. wants to be successful and wants to really invest in, you know, effort in the outcome of the team. Um, and we evaluate talent all the time, similar to, you know, like what athletes do. You guys, you know, we, mm-hmm. we all see who's around us and how hard they're working at practice and in the games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think to, to, to join this organization, just show passion, show uh, desire, the willingness to learn. And, um, you know, I think those are some of the key elements that um, will help you really get into this industry quickly and stay if you want to.
0: Yeah, uh, I I like everything you just said. I mean, the hustle and drive, um, persistence, um, want to, you know, (laughs) right, right, right. Sometimes um, uh, I think of uh, a few members of my team that um, they just show that, initiative that they want to make something happen you know as you say yeah. in sports make go make a play sometimes just need yeah. people who just want to make a play make and a that play. comes from that hustle and drive you no know, and you can teach that you can someone with that type of initiative you can teach that the work or the industry or whatever else but as oh. long as they have that that internal motor as they say uh, then uh, you
1: can work with that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we talk about, and I coach luckily my son's teams, I coach a lot of sports these days. And there's mm-hmm. uh and, and a lot of these those fundamentals, you know, look, fundamentals apply in, in sports and in business. You do the fundamentals right, you're gonna have success. But there's two things that we control every day. We control our effort and our attitude, right? And if we mm-hmm. if we, you know, embrace that and you control your effort and your attitude, and you take that to work every day, you're gonna be mm-hmm. successful. And look. Just like in sports, you know, we're, we're going to make mistakes, but if you make a hustle mistake, I'm good with that, right? right. Mm-hmm. We've all heard our coaches say that, if you if you're mm-hmm. going to make a mistake, make it go on 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can deal with that because I know the effort and the attitude is there. Uh, we can coach the other stuff and we can train you on the other aspects mm-hmm. of the job. But, you know, effort and attitude, that's where it starts. Excellent. Um, I think we've
0: touched on this already, but are there any other characteristics or behaviors that you think is required to be successful in the industry that we haven't touched on already?
1: No, I think we've hit a lot of them from a character mm-hmm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, humility and, and being mm-hmm. self-aware are some others. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we don't have to know it all. You don't have to know it all. So being mm-hmm. vulnerable uh, is something that you don't talk a lot about in sports, but certainly in business. And what I mean by that is, is just be open to coaching, right? We've all had guys on our team and players on our team that they're not necessarily open to coaching. And, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't typically turn out well for the vibe of the team or the continuity of the team. So, you know, going, when you go into your business career, I think that's the, the best advice that some of the best advice I could give you too, is, is to be aware of that and just be open to coaching. Right. Mm-hmm. And And learn from your mistakes because you're going to make them. I may, I'll make one today. I don't know what it is yet, but I'll make a mistake. Uh, But I'm going to try to learn from that. So just be open to coaching and learn from your mistakes. Excellent. Thanks.
0: All right. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about Brent. Um, So, as we talked about before, you're a former student athlete, uh, played baseball. Can you talk about your journey uh, from being a student athlete to where you are today?
1: Yeah. I was a, a moderate you know, I had a cup of coffee at the collegiate level as a pitcher, you know, I was tall and skinny, you know, and just, uh, you know, had a little bit of a fastball and was able to to get there for a little while. Mm -hmm. And uh, my journey ended a little bit early because I got, you know, I got hurt. It's a shoulder thing, but uh, so I had to transition out of athletics into the the business world a a lot sooner than I, Mm -hmm. than I anticipated. Um, I wasn't going to play pro ball or anything like that, but I wanted to maximize, you know, just, Hey, play sports as long as you can. Right. That's, that was my mentality. And it, you know, got ended a little bit short, but I quickly had to pivot towards, you know, what's, what do I do? Like, where, what's my path? Um, what I want to do for a living. And I didn't have the answer. Like I didn't know what I wanted to do for a living. I, I knew I was, I had some I had pretty good personality. I knew I could sell. I, I could be a salesperson. I, I think I wanted to be a traveling salesperson because that seemed really um. It seemed interesting to me to get out and see places and, and travel the United States. I didn't know how to get there, uh, but I knew I had to start somewhere. Uh, so I started with, um, you know, a few lower end jobs that, are, that were different than my career now. But they were a couple of sales jobs that I tried. And, you know, that industry wasn't for me. But I learned something on, on every position that I had. And I used that to uh, kind of get into to this to this position Um or this industry i should say one of the most intriguing uh jobs that i took one time that i, I didn't expect this and, and don't laugh here but i was a uh i sold cars one summer so i worked on an auto dealership mm-hmm. and and going into that i you know there's a there's the car salesman stigma mm-hmm. um which is not not true uh but i learned more from that job than i did i think right out of the gate right after athletics. I learned more from that position than I did than anything else. And I, because I learned, you know, I had to earn someone's trust immediately. I had to gain their loyalty.
0: Mm-hmm. I had
1: to learn how to uh, navigate um, challenges like negotiations mm-hmm. and on um, mm-hmm. your face-to-face negotiations and working with someone and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, challenging price and all that. But I also had to help them find what they wanted. And, mm-hmm. you know, the vehicle, the automotive uh, product that they were looking for, and it was my job to, to match, to make that match. Uh, in a c- successful way, and then a competitive. You talk about competitive spirit. You know, walking into a huge dealership with fifty other salespeople, and it, it was a shark infested waters, man. I mean, there was, you know, there was no system. You just had to find a customer, and hopefully, they liked you more than the other guy, and, and that you mm-hmm. were uh, able to sell them a car uh, by earning their trust and all the things I just talked about. So that was a, a, a short career path that that I used. That opportunity, and I learned a lot from that that business segment, and it really paid dividends long term uh, in my career that I still use today. Just some of the fundamentals that I that gained with that experience, um, I you know I'm still grateful for. I would imagine, Brent, that the,
0: the lessons you learn as a car salesman is similar to some of the work that you've done in your career as staff market. When you say gain the trust of the customer. As opposed to being one or a, a, a couple or individual, yeah. you're talking about a corporation. Uh, but yeah. even in that corporation, there's a person who's saying, "Okay, I'm going to work with this firm for my staffing needs versus the other." Can you talk a little bit more about that relationship?
1: Yeah, this is a very competitive uh, landscape. There is no shortage for competition and you know other viable service offerings. So. You know, what's my job? How do I do that? How do I show value to the customer? And, you know, that's the trick. You know, I have to get in and and we talk or present a business strategy. But then we have to follow it up. We have to deliver. And if you deliver, um, then you're going to build trust and loyalty with your customer base. Um, But as I said before, it also if you if you make mistakes and owning those mistakes and and uh, resolving the service related issues faster than your competition and being consistent in your deliveries, and your communications, being better than your competitors in those areas uh, will help you earn business. And once you earn loyalty, you know, then it's, uh, you know, it's hard to be replaced. And that's our goal. It's like, I want to be irreplaceable. I want to be someone that you can't live without in your business environment. And if I can maintain that value, then we're going to be partners for a long time. And as soon as I lose that position, I know we're exposed, and um, you know it opens the door for somebody else, which is uh, what we don't want to do.
0: Given some of the things you've already shared, and you touched on a few of these already, but I think it's worth repeating and uh, making sure we summarize. What are some reasons why a former student athlete would want to work in the staffing industry?
1: Well, there, there's there are a couple. First of all, and we've said it. I mean, this industry has it all, right? If you if you you know can can figure that out, it has it all. Very dynamic, uh, very engaging, fast moving. Uh, but the other thing that I think is a common element that that all of you athletes will recognize is we have a scoreboard, right? We all know there's a scoreboard, and um, we measure almost everything. Not in a a productive environment. That that that's, that's a negative environment. It means that I want to reward stellar performance, and if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. And so we try to gamify and develop a scoreboard for almost every situation. And so I think when you're looking to feed, you know, kind of feed that that competitive vacancy that you've transitioned out of being an athlete, looking for something to feed that or fill that void, I should say, you know, we've got it. You know, you got a, you got a competitive environment. You get to build a team be a part of a team, but also build a team. And then you have the opportunity to put yourself in a position to lead a team, right? You want to be captain of the team, right? That's a, that's a great responsibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the way you get there is through performance and effort and leading, you know, with um, good characteristics in your actions. And if you display those attributes, then you can rise to the top and you can really put yourself in position to have a long, rewarding career. Uh, And so I think that's, you know, Kevin, that, that's what fills the void for me still to this day. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, I, I know there's a scoreboard. I look at it multiple times a day, mm-hmm. and uh, it just really drives me to perform. And, you know, another thing, you know, I'm scared to fail, personally. And I think many athletes can recognize that we're all scared mm-hmm. to fail in some way. Mm-hmm. And fear gets me up and rolling every day. I just, I'm, you know, there's a competitor over my shoulder. There's one sitting, you know, you know. In the lobby of one of my biggest customers, waiting to, for an opportunity for me to not deliver, and that scares me to improve my performance on a daily basis. So I, um, so I think an athlete would, you know, again, this checks all the boxes when you're making that transition of, you know, what do I want to do when I grow up, and what do I want to do from a career standpoint, and how do I feed that fire? And uh, I think we've got it all uh, in in this industry.
0: Um coming back to you personally again, at <laughs> what point, what was that moment when you realized that working in the staff industry
1: was a fit for you? So that's a great question because it wasn't right away. You know, I mean, I, so I knew when I when I you know took the job with staff, Mark, um, you know, I knew the industry was a fit for me. Um, and I knew it because of all the things I just talked about, but I wasn't sure. You know, I can do the job, but I wasn't sure, like, is this my career? Again, going back, I'm 25 years old at the time, 24, 25, Mm -hmm. you know, still trying to, you know, figure out who I am or what I want to be. And -hmm. and it it took me a couple of years, candidly. Um, I was in sales and I was having some success. Uh, And then after a couple of years, I ran down the number one guy in the country uh, in the organization I was with and I took the top spot, Right uh, in in that environment. And from that standpoint, I I got a little confidence. I'm like, okay, this is good. The compensation was, was, was good, you know? So I was really pleased with my earning potential and being, um, I was responsible, like, you know, it, it was on me. Like, uh, I, I, I was in control of my own destiny and everything that I did, you know, was, was really on my shoulders. Uh, so, you know, the, the things that, that really drove me at that time kind of stuck. So after, you know, a couple of years, I, I started to see the, the capability and the opportunity uh, in front of me. And I said, you know what, this is, you know, this is a, a good career opportunity for me. And then as I, you know, you go back to earlier in conversation where we've had, you know, our, our leadership team, we've been together for a long time. And I still work with some of those people today. And, you know, from that standpoint, now we didn't know all that 20 years ago that we are going to work together for 20 years Um, but there were good people around me that supported my career and my development. And, you know, I was, I was hooked and, uh, you know, kind of the rest is history as they say. Right. Uh,
0: what is a lesson you learn from being an athlete that helps you be successful today?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I think it is, you know, what kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier is just Mm -hmm. knowing that you're not going to have all the answers and you're going to make mistakes. Uh, As an athlete, you're going to drop a pass, you know, in baseball, you're going to strike out, you're going to give up a home run. You know, Mm -hmm. you're you're going to have things that that are going to help. As I say, they're going to help build your character, whether you want to or not. Uh, and, And as an athlete, you just can't quit. Right. When, you know, if you give up a big play or you, you know, something doesn't go your way, you just can't drop the ball in the field and leave. You've got other team members that are depending on you, and you've got to get mentally right. You got to get back in the game, and you've got to stay focused. And from an athletic standpoint, that mentality as an athlete uh, that that was there was a it was a seamless transition into the business world. And I still have that mentality today. Uh, is that I I just there's there are people that are depending on me. No matter how I feel about a certain event or you know uh, an opportunity that I could have done something I should have or could have done better. I've just got a, you know, short-term memory, right. You know, learn from that mistake, move forward and uh, continue to get better. And I think, you know, if you hear a lot of those words, you hear those on the athletic field all the time, Mm -hmm. and it's no different in the business world. I've got to continue to get better every day. I've got to continue to work hard for my team. There's a lot of people depending on me and I've got to help them succeed. And I think those are uh, key attributes that an athlete with that mentality, we'll transition seamlessly into into our world of staffing. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Um, This has been a great conversation. Uh, Just have one last question for you. Kind of go back in time, as you've done a few times already in the conversation, to yourself when you were in your last year on campus and you're thinking about what's next. Uh, what words of advice do you have for respective candidates considering a career in the staffing industry?
1: Yeah, I would, um, you know, look, you guys are you've been recruited and you select an organization based on, you know, maybe the coach or the campus or the environment or the culture. So when you're looking at a career path, uh, a couple of things come, come to mind. Again, I, you know, again, it's the effort and attitude, you know, bring that to work with you every day right? I mean, that, that's, that's the main thing. Uh, but quickly identify when you're making a decision, is this organization on the surface meet my personal needs? Do I feel like I have a mentor or a coach that can help me evolve personally? Is there someone that I see that believes in me in this organization? Uh, is it a good culture fit? You know, look at all those things. And I, you know, I didn't know the culture of StaffMark when I started Um, I didn't know what it would evolve to, but I had very early in my career some folks that believed in me and helped me develop my skill set so that I could become what I am today. Uh, So my advice is look at culture, bring your effort and attitude positively to work every day and identify, you know, a mentor or a coach that you think can help you uh, evolve in your career. And if you do those things, I think you're going to have success and you're going to make the right choice. You know, you're you're going to make the right choice, and early on, you, you know that may take a couple of organizations for you to understand what those items look like, um, but don't be scared to try new adventures. Uh, step out of your comfort zone, and uh, and go try something different. Right? I mean, the the the, the potential is endless in, in our business, and you know, I have a lot of fear or had a lot of fear, you know, early on in my career because I didn't have all the answers, but I just kept moving forward and I just kept trying to get better. And I, and I leaned on the people around me for education experience and, uh, it worked and it mattered. And I'm very thankful for all those people to help me to get where I am today.
0: Thank you for those great words of advice. Um, definitely, uh... Uh, with someone had told me that when I was 22. Um, <laughs> and uh, thanks for a great conversation. Uh, and thanks for being with us today. Um, thanks everyone for joining us today. Uh, and again, Brandon, it was great catching up and talking more about the great things you've done and great things the staff mart is doing. Uh, if you enjoyed our conversation today, please let us know. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast, particularly on the Game Plan app. Check back next week as we interview another industry leader. And don't forget, your journey has power.
1: Thanks again. Thank you. Let me end this.